and welcome to the Partner Connection. This is Dell Technologies Partner Program Podcast, and I'm Cheryl Cook, and today I'm delighted to be joined by my good friend, Darren Sullivan, who leads our global partner operations at Dell. Welcome, Darren. Thanks for being here. Oh, happy to. Great talking to you, Cheryl. Absolutely. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Can we yeah. still keep saying that at this point? I think we can continue think we to wish can. each other Happy New Year. Through February, I believe we can. Absolutely. Okay, <laughs> that's the limitations on New Year's. Exactly. Well, hey, for our listeners and our partners, Darren, why don't you quickly just do a little summary of your role in the team that you lead? Yeah, sure. So I lead global partner operations for Dell, and the responsibilities of the team are fairly broad. It's really all things operations you can think about with regard to our partner business across numerous partner types, whether it's resellers, distributors, cloud service providers, the advisory firms, et cetera. So all of the operational items to help drive that business from the financial planning and analysis aspects of running the partner business to more of the operational aspects like our deal registration process. Our team manages that process end to end. Our team also manages all of our rules of engagement compliance with our partners, kind of the underpinning of the partner program in terms of how our sales teams engage with our partners and the rules around that. Our partner experience strategy, working with the Dell Digital team on technology and automation that we need to continue to invest in to improve the end-to-end experience to drive scale and productivity in the process for both our partners and us and all of the work supporting the partner program around our benefits program and, and the requirements to achieve tier and so forth. And across all of that, a number of people that provide support when partners need help in any of those areas. So that's the scope of the team under Global Partner Operations. Well, and very critical indeed, and no small feat. And for all of the volume and success and scale that all of our shared achievements with the partners, your team has worked tirelessly with a ton of investment and effort and man hours to your point on improving the whole operational experience, right? How yeah. do we make it yeah. frictionless? How do we make it easy to understand? How can we automate where possible? And I know we wouldn't be able to do it all without you and the tireless efforts of your team. So thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for that. And beyond that, Darren, you know, you and I have been working jointly on this for some time now, but you are a tireless advocate for the voice of the partner too. And you spend quite a bit of time listening and talking to partners to ensure that one, we're getting good, candid, unfiltered feedback, but you can go back and help connect dots, if you will, on how to make sure we're achieving some of their biggest issues. So as you travel and engage, whether you're traveling on Zoom airlines or you're actually in person at some of our advisory boards, What are you hearing? What's some common themes that you're hearing from our partners that helps us prioritize the work that you and your team need to do? The biggest piece of feedback that we continue to get from partners centers around being easier to do business with. And that covers a lot of different things. You know, when people think about that topic, I think they jump to tools and processes, but it's really the whole experience of a partner working with us. And The nature of our company, the size, scale, and breadth of our business across all of the different offerings that we have is a real strength in terms of our market presence, the diversity of our offerings, 
our go-to-market engine. All are very, very positive things, but it also brings with it complexity. Compared to a competitor who might just sell one product and be laser focused in that area, we cover a lot more. And so we are by definition going to be more complex. So it's our job to try to figure out how do you mitigate that complexity? It, it's a reality, right? But how do you deal with that and optimize the strengths of that complexity while mitigating the things that are not necessarily value add? So how do we make the engagement with us more predictable in a number of different areas? How we work with our sales teams, how our incentive structures work to make sure when partners are going to invest in a set of opportunities or an account or what have you, that they have confidence that there's going to be a return on that investment. And then in addition to the predictability aspect, we need to be able to drive better scale and velocity in our business. How do we take steps out of the process that aren't necessary? How do we automate certain activities? And I'm literally at a partner site today in North America talking about these opportunities and how do we understand their processes better and their needs, and then how do we then in turn improve what we do so that we can partner together in a more effective way, collaborate more efficiently and effectively, and accelerate growth together. You know, that's the bottom line. Absolutely. And like I said, we've enjoyed a lot of success and just the nature of our business and certainly coming through what we all can acknowledge in the last pandemic, the crazy demand in the business unbelievable volume and throughput that absolutely touches everything you just spoke to, right? Which is process, tools, automation to really support the velocity of our business, Yep, which is pretty remarkable. And when we talk about the evolution of the partner community and the partner ecosystem, you highlighted at the top of the discussion that we touch and serve a pretty vast array of partners that engage with Dell. And we're seeing increasingly more multiple partners engaging on opportunities. When we talk about our future growth drivers, and certainly there's a whole lot we have underway with Apex and moving to as a service and multi-cloud and edge opportunities, what excites you most and what are some of those maybe more future-looking aspects of things that you and your team are thinking through on how to ensure we're kind of evolving and iterating with constant improvement. Because I know we always say we're tirelessly committed and never done around simplifying the experience. But what excites you about future-looking opportunities or capabilities? Yeah, it's a really interesting situation we're in where We still have a tremendous amount of opportunity in our core business, client server storage and the infrastructure selling motion with our partners. And we need to continue to optimize that through the things that I talked about. But what we need to do at the same time is pivot to where the market's going. And you said the major trends that are driving our company's strategic growth opportunities in the future, cloud, edge, multi-cloud, all of those opportunities We need to make sure that we understand what are the needs in the future that are different from today. And if you read any number of industry analysts, I think everybody is unified in their opinion that opportunities in the future, like Edge, are largely partner-driven 
and as you said, often require multiple partners to engage because the complexity of some of these solutions requires capabilities that need a bunch of different partners to come together and play different roles. And so what that means for us is that we need to rethink really everything, how we collaborate with our partners, how we think about the role that our partners play in these opportunities. When you are talking about multiple partners engaging, how do we become a hub for a number of partners to come together to capture these opportunities? So what role do we play in identifying capabilities that different partners have and bring those partners together to help drive those opportunities? How do we think about that starts to get into some complicated discussions around, okay, well, how do you credit partners? How do you measure the business? Particularly if you're a partner who might not be the actual transacting partner. How do you think about that? So I think the challenges that that brings are exciting because it's really forcing us to rethink some things. But again, like how do we do both at the same time? How do we optimize our opportunity in our core business while setting ourselves up for the future? So it's a really exciting time to be working with the partner ecosystem. Well, it is. And I have to say, I'm super grateful that I get to work with you and some of the other leaders on our team, because I think we actually have some of the smartest minds in the business. And a lot of what you just spoke to is strategy. And because you're right at the seat of the table, helping us design our future state around engagement program aligned to our strategy then you get to ensure you keep us all honest on what can we operationalize, (laughs) right? right. How to ensure that we may have a fantastic vision, but here's how it actually works to be able to realize that opportunity or vision with our partners, which is awesome. So that kind of leads to another obvious, which is change and change management, right? I mean, there's a huge dependency and criticality there what have you learned or what best practices do you see in the way of how you help people through the change? You know, I'm dating myself. I'm 32 years into my <laughs> career, right? And a common thread throughout from my earliest jobs till now, I get involved with things that are trying to change the way processes work, how people operate. And it feels like something that, you know, you're always chasing. It's it's never perfect because, as you said, driving change is hard. Getting people to understand what they need to do differently and why and executing against that and driving to its full completion is a real challenge. I think what happens a lot of times in companies is people get fatigued. There's some initiative that gets prioritized to drive some objective. And what a lot of companies deal with is there's a ton of energy that get things to 80%, right? And then that last mile, I call it, is really hard to finish. And oftentimes companies say, it's time to move on to the next thing. And then you've got all these loose ends out there. So to me, I think some of the best practices that I've learned over time is one, when you're driving some kind of initiative that has say a date where you've released something or gone live or announced something or what have you, you always have to consider at least a six-month time after that of work that's needed to make something stick. And oftentimes, when people get to that, whatever that announcement is, people feel like, okay, we're done. And it's never done because you have to observe how are things actually working in practice. And you never get it right. Nobody can you know, get it 100% right. And so you need to quickly iterate and learn and enhance whatever it is that you're doing based on 
that learning. So I think it's very much, you had mentioned it earlier, it's very much about listening and not listening and only hearing what you want to hear, but like really critically thinking about, okay, did we get some of our assumptions right or wrong? And if wrong, how do you course correct and be persistent in driving that objective? I say to my team all the time, because our team gets involved with a lot of stuff that other people would walk away from. And I'm constantly coaching myself and the team is when you're thinking about change, it's really taking one step in front of the other. And oftentimes when you're in the middle of it, you don't necessarily feel like you're driving transformational change. But then if you just keep going towards whatever objective that you've set out for in the plan that you have over the course of a year, two years, what have you, you look back on the progress that you've made. And more often than not, you surprise yourself at how far you've come, right? So it's really about that perseverance and grit to just keep driving to the objective that you've set out. Absolutely, which is pretty inspiring and motivational. You have to be wired for it, right? To your point that the fatigue doesn't have you disengage, but what motivates you? What's been maybe one of the most rewarding or fulfilling things in all the things you've tackled? Yeah, I think it's a general rule, a general theme rather. I've been working with partners in one way or another for the last 20 years and not consistently through that time. My career's kind of iterated, but I keep coming back to the partner side of the business because I really like understanding the business models of all of our partners and figuring out, okay, well, how do we find common ground when you can't customize everything you do for every partner because you'd never make progress. So you want to drive some kind of consistency, but how do you at the same time not force something that doesn't fit with a lot of our partners. So really getting into the covers and talking to partners about how they work. Like today, literally I'm at a partner site and we had a series of meetings and there were a number of times throughout today where it's like, okay, I didn't realize like what we intended something to be executed, what ended up actually happening in practice. And then when you really get to that kind of finite on the ground level, light bulbs go off. Okay, we could think differently about this or we could approach things differently. So I think as a general theme, what motivates me is that we're asked to drive an agenda that is aggressive and complex. And I can say with a lot of confidence that the progress we've made, particularly over the last four years since EMC and Dell companies came together under the partner program, we've made tremendous progress. And I'm really proud of the team and what we've accomplished. And there's still a lot more to do and it will never end. But boy, the progress we've made over the last four years is remarkable. Yeah, it's been quite a ride, no question. <laughs> I mean, yep. it's been fulfilling in so, so many ways. So now let's turn just a little bit. We talked about, I can say that it's still Happy New Year till February, but yeah, tell us a little bit about outside of work. What excites you? What keeps you busy? What are your hobbies? Do you have New Year's resolutions? What's big on your agenda for 2023? Yeah, and I think you know the answer to this, Cheryl, because you and I talk <laughs> a lot. As a, a mother of boys, exactly. you know, you and I talk a lot about this. But, you know, I've got two sons, Sean and Colin. Sean's 20, Colin's 18, going on 19. They're very talented athletes. Sean's a football player at Yale. Colin's going to play lacrosse at Trinity College in Connecticut next year. I absolutely love this time of watching them compete at a high level. And what's awesome, right? I've got two different seasons. I've got a fall season and a spring season. And so they keep me going through most of the year. So just 
going to games, watching them compete, watching their development, the ups and downs. This is one of those times where I know my wife and I are really, really trying to live in the moment because we know like these times are fleeting. These four or five year period is going to go by in a flash. And we're really trying to hang on to every bit of it because it's a, it's a really special time. So outside of work, you know, I spend a lot of time cheering them on and then personal time, you know, my wife and I like good dinners, nice bottle of wine. I love to play golf. So I try to, you know, in season, try to get out as much as I, I can. So yeah, so those, those are some of the things that are on my agenda. Well, I can say I love it too. One, there's just nothing more fun than watching sports. But when you've got your kids playing, right, even when they're grown men out there playing, I'll tell you a funny little story. I was at a sales kickoff that I was hosting some years ago when I was doing one of our sales kickoffs. And it was an NFL football theme. And the highlight open video was a highlight reel of my son's 12-year-old Pop Warner football game. Oh, no way. <laughs> I played Are you that. Kidding? Kitchen. <laughs> I totally did. And you saw the crazy fanatic mom that I am running down the <laughs> sidelines. <in> the <laughs> That's a true story, actually. Oh, I love it. That There's is nothing better. Absolutely no, nothing really better. I always do this, so you're going to get no exception. You know, I'm going to throw you a little curveball here at the end of our uh, discussion and ask you to share a fun fact about yourself. What's a fun fact about Darren that we might not know? Wouldn't be on your resume. Your colleagues might not know. Certainly our partners wouldn't know. What's a fun fact? Okay. Oh, boy. That's, that's, uh, that's interesting. Well, one fun fact as I said, I play golf and I've had two times I've had a hole in one in, in my career. Neither time was particularly memorable. <laughs> one, one was at dusk and I didn't actually see the ball go in the hole. I walked up to the green and was looking around and couldn't find it until I walked in and saw the thing in the hole. And the other one, I, I hit it kind of thin and it was kind of a line drive that bounced a few times and hit the stick and went in. So I can claim that I've had two holes in one of my career, but neither of them am I particularly proud about. <laughs> well, the fact that you did it at all, that's kind of cool. Well, yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> what does Karen, it say? A, a, a squirrel finds a nut every so often or whatever that phrase is. I don't know. <laughs> you play enough, something's going to happen at some point. Well, absolutely. Well, hey, thanks for all you do. And thanks for your continued advocacy for our partners. And it's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you, Cheryl. Well, Darren, thanks again for taking the time to speak with us. I know our partners are going to be delighted to hear from you, and we hope all of you are enjoying our podcast, so please give us feedback and rate our reviews, and be sure to join back in the next couple of weeks for our next episode of The Partner Connection. Until then, be safe and stay well. <laughs>